I've done it. I don't know how but I've done it. He has left me here, on earth. He, by the way, calls himself the narrator, how facetious, he wouldn't even let me ask him why. Anyway, he thought we were in love, again, but it turns out he has been manipulating me this whole time. Hiding and keeping some sort of diary about the two of us, fearful that it may fall into the hands of some unwanted inquisitor. The details of how I found the diary are, vague to me, to say the least. I knew he was acting suspicious from the day he arrived, but the extent to which his behavior would implicate on me were unknown at this point. It happened when we were tinkering in the lab of my apartment. We had just been out on a foraging expedition, searching for parts that would allow us to reinstall our digital clones. Having managed to salvage a few old pieces of technology, we set straight to work and, well, we did it. The clone's holograms sparked back to life, and my apartment glowed with the light emitting from them, reflected in our shining, happy faces. Amidst the jovial atmosphere, he became briefly serious and withdrawn. I'd asked him what was wrong, why he wasn't celebrating at the fact that we could begin to trace our history. He was silent for a few more moments and then launched into this whole spiel about how he had been lying to me, how he had manipulated my actions and behavior so that he could bring his back together, in accordance with his personal dream. At that point, he tried to grab hold of me, to do what, I'm not entirely sure, so I hit him with a couple of elbows to the face. After he'd fallen unconscious due to severe bleeding, most likely from the nose, I picked him up and shoved him out of the top floor window, not waiting to see what happened to him after the fall. I locked myself in the bedroom and sat against the door and waited to see whether he would get up and come looking for me. But he didn't. And so, here I am alive, and free from manipulation, but without help. If anyone's out there, please just. It stared him in the face. He stared back and, past that, honestly, he didn't know what to do. The street was so secluded, so shut away from everything else, that it came as a surprise to him to find such a, albeit damaged and rusted, shining example of an artifact from a bygone era. He was a post-war man early to mid-twenties, so the War of the Sky was in its final stages on Earth when he was a child. He pressed play on the interface of the holotape, half hoping that the thing wouldn't function. My voice began to fill the space around him, and he darted his eyes quickly along the street, trying to lower the volume, but this didn't seem to work. He panicked and wanted to drop it, to walk briskly away as though he had heard and seen nothing. He even ran down the street, which was, thankfully, empty, and managed to find a bench that he could sit on and listen to the rest of the tale. Yet something about my voice, about the way he had mistakenly stumbled upon the tech made him decide against abandoning the street and spending the rest of the afternoon in his peaceful flotation tank. In truth, he didn't like my story wasn't engaged by it or hooked, despised it, in fact. Maybe it was because of all the references to the war that would have been hard for him to understand due to his age. However, I have a creeping suspicion that it was because he didn't like me. Isn't that right, young man? I'd asked him, sitting there smugly on the red cushioned swivel chair at the helm of my spaceship. I duct taped his mouth and had his arms and legs tied with rope. He was sitting on the floor hostage style when I went over to him, crouching down to his level and looking him in his horn-rimmed bespectacled eyes. But you just couldn't stay away, could you? That's right, too, isn't it, you little shit? I venomously spat out the last two words with sheer anger and hatred in my eyes. 
The young man began trying to use his chest and knees to crawl away from his verbal attacker, but the narrator's anger got the better of him and he aimed two powerful kicks to the man's chest, and he curled up in mute agony, streams of tears running from his eyes and deep red blood beginning to stain the tightly sealed duct tape. I stopped kicking you. I muttered under my breath about needing the toilet and kitchen roll to clean up the blood that had dropped from your sealed mouth onto my pristine chrome floor, and left you in the atrium of my spaceship, alone. Using the adrenaline that was pumping around your body from the blows to the face, you managed to snap the rope binding your feet together. Yet, you weren't sure what to do next. In fact, you even remembered thinking this is hopeless there's nowhere to go. He's just gonna come back and find me here, with my hands still uselessly tied up. Fuck knows what he'll do next. However, just as you were descending the spiral of hopelessness, you spotted a gleaming device. Could it be, you wondered in awe and not to mention surprise. As you approached the mysterious item, you realized the answer was a resounding yes. But still, how could you operate it with your hands tied? Only one way to find out, I guess, you thought, or, should I say, or so you thought. You swiveled your body so that you could pick up the device, which you could now see was in fact an upgraded version of the holotape you had found on Earth, with the spaceship controls now embedded into the screen. You picked it up, straining with the effort and wincing as bolts of pain flashed up and down your arms from the rope that was chafing against your skin. Your follies end here, old pal, I announced. Unfortunately for you, I had just returned from the toilet, kitchen roll in one hand. I stood on the other side of the atrium to you, watching you as your eyes grew in shock and horror, and then curdled with fear. You dropped the spaceship's remote, sending us spasming across the room it had landed on the turbocharge button. I was lucky my hands were free, and I held onto the edge of the control panel to stop me flying face first into one of the spaceship's windows, swaying like a drunken sailor. As for you, though, you scrabbled for purchase on the chrome floor, sliding along it and trying to get a grip both literally and metaphorically. I managed to reach the remote and turn off the turbocharge setting before further damage could be done. You were worse for wear. Little did you know, though, that you were in for much, much worse. I stormed towards you, reaching out to grab you by your arm. You tried to fight, to resist my powers, but eventually they got the better of you. Your eyes shifted into a nano blue, and I could see the mind control technology beginning to work. This was no basic technology either I'd been working on improving it since you last heard my holotape and I traced its location and abducted you. And boy, had I made some progress. In fact, I don't even need her anymore. She was just part of the plan for this advanced technology. No, the days of me and her have been long gone. I hooked you up to my flotation tank, updated with the newest technology, and began with just your memories. However, as you know by now, my ultimate goal was to eventually download everyone's memories your friends, families, and the rest of the remaining population of Earth to trace their locations and stores of food resources, as well as learn more about my own past. And so I've reinstated the cycle you are now being manipulated in a similar way to her, although it's probably worse for you because I'm now using the latest technology gathered from Earth and space so you are at the mercy of even further manipulation. You were a good test subject, while it lasted. I had to preserve your unconscious body and memories in a brand new nano clone whilst downloading your memories from your personal dream diary. You tried to fight clawing and wriggling, trying to break free from the device I'd put you in. 
So now I can move on to phase 2 total takeover of planet Earth and its infrastructures. And why? Have you seen the state of Earth? You don't even know the half of it.